Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Just in and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. Ask me. Ask Eliza anything. It's time to ask. Ask me all your questions. Leave them in the Instagram media is such a tough thing to navigate because you see a headline that's like Vladimir Putin's daughter's sanction. And so you automatically assume they must be as evil as he is. And then they deliberately use one of the pictures of his daughters where like Vladimir Putin looks like uh, a filter on Snapchat. <laughs> and then you put your face in. And it's like, this is what you would look like if you were related to Vladimir Putin. Like it looks like him with long hair. And I'm sorry, but her her forehead is massive and mm -hmm. I am not a bad person for pointing that out. Like there is a reason, like you might think like, oh my God, am I a bitch for saying that? No, there is a reason that outlets run with a weird looking picture. And there's this weird implied thing that like, hey, this girl's weird looking, but you're not allowed to say anything, even though we chose this weird picture of his daughter. And I was gonna like make fun. But then I started reading and like one of them's like an infectious disease doctor. And it's like, yeah, it's not your fault if your dad is pure evil and you don't necessarily know that he's evil because you live in that bubble. I don't know anything about them. But like my first thought is just as a comic, as a person with fucking eyeballs is like, oh my God, that forehead. But she might be an amazing. So I'm not gonna, there's no one indictment on her. And my indictment is on Yahoo News and every other outlet. Not that I get my news from them. I just Googled her name. That use this picture. She doesn't have a good publicist who's providing a better image. Which is weird because you think they would control that so well. And so he's got two daughters, Lyudmila Putina, which is weird. This is Putin Putina. And Katerina Tikhanova. And Katerina has got a massive forehead and I am not an asshole for pointing that out. This is the picture they used. It's this weird thing we do with like women in media where a picture gets posted and it's like some celebrity looking terrible. But if you're the one that's like, yikes, she looks terrible. It's like, wow, you should be canceled. And it's like, you guys used it. Why do we not go after the media for doing this? Why is it always on the person? Why is the onus on me to be a good person? My inbox is getting flooded with <laughs> shitty images. They always pick like the worst picture they can find of someone. They do it on purpose. And then it's like, wow, how could you say that? I'm like, tell, talk to the journalist put them on blast. This isn't journalism because you like trolled someone and found a picture of them looking bloated. And then you're like, 
you know, look at her rocking this bikini bod. And you're like, you know, she looks terrible. You know, that's why you posted this. Yeah, I mean, they're not, but like when they say like Jennifer Aniston sad again, they're not posting that picture where it's like her wrapped up in the American flag from GQ or whatever. No. She looks incredible. Also, they're like, here's her from behind at the grocery store. Yes, here's her. Maybe it is worse. And we're all going to pretend that we care about this person's mental health, but we secretly hope they get devoured. Like, that Kim Kardashian quote where she was like, get off your ass and work harder. Whether or not it was out of context or it was or it wasn't, they, here's what happened. When you get an interview, nobody wants to hear unless you're like, I don't know, Meghan Markle or unless you're like Michelle Obama, nobody wants to hear something good. They only want to have you say just enough words to fucking hang yourself so they can cobble it together and be like, does she hate animals? Click here. And get a 15% off coupon to some dildo store. Trash. Shows off, like this celebrity's wife shows off sexy bikini look. I'm like, you know that looks not like you'd want your body to look. So I'm not the asshole for seeing the thing you wanted me to see. But it's whoever says it first is the asshole. That's why people get canceled because you like vocalize the thing everyone was thinking. Yeah, you're keeping, you're, you're clamming, you're clam shut. You're like, I'm not gonna impugn No, myself. I was just thinking about, I saw pictures the other day of that Julia, Julie Fox, where they were like, oh, look how good her stomach looks. I was like, it looks like Tara Reid's stomach when we were all making fun of her. You like, know what? You- yeah, it's too thin, but most girls would be like, I'll take it. Like we can all make fun, yeah, but it's like, but look. Uh, yeah, it's- it- They tore Tara a new one for the same stomach. Different time- where women didn't have rights in the 90s and now every woman is fully realized, especially in the state of Oklahoma, where they have totally banned abortion. Great job, you guys. Really good job passing that under the cloak of night, turds. Did you ever get more details on that woman that had like a bunch of fetuses in her house? What are you talking about? I didn't follow up on that story. What story? You were telling me. Why were that woman that like anti-Planned Parenthood, anti-abortion woman was arrested and she had like fetuses and jars in her house? No. I mean, is this a couple years ago? No, it was reason. This is book club all over again. Okay. Let's get into the questions. Fine, because you're confabulating something. Also, I'm sorry, by the way, uh, a fetus in a jar, I'm assuming it's like medically okay. That's how science progresses. Is But she was anti-abortion and she had them. Why? Because you can reap the benefits. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about the story. You're making me For chime decoration. in. I don't I, think that's what you, I think I you're swear taking. You told me about the story. I did not because I have no idea what you're talking about. And I think you're dangerously taking this out of context. So before you get <laughs> okay. us both canceled with your soft fetus skin. <laughs> if, if I'm the reason that you get canceled. You'll be the death of me. If it all comes down to me, that was, that'll be... That was your plan all along when I took you in and fed you crackers and milk. I, I waited until I moved and now I'm like, oh yeah, I can torpedo her career. I know your address. <laughs> I've sent you thank you notes. You too, and I'm not like moving. Okay, I'm sharing a comment first because just in case it's important, but somebody wrote in and said, I had to stop your new episode to send this message. Oh, no. In response to the question, uh, about the asker who was creeped out by the woman obsessed with her 12-year-old stepbrother. I work for a company in which we have to undergo constant training to be aware of inappropriate adult-child relationships, and this relationship is textbook grooming, sharing inappropriate personal information, being overly touchy, trying to set boundaries between the child Ooh. and family members. 
an unhealthy obsession with the child. These are all red flags that we are trying to look out for. And of course, this is just the context of the question. Yeah. Ask her, but if she feels this strongly and she's not over-exaggerating, a call to CPS may be appropriate. It could definitely be a sad old woman, but if her and other family members feel like this is wrong, they should act. But so the other side of, of the question. Yeah, you know, case. this is the info for you, but <clears throat> the tough part is you're like, um, if this is real, and she's not over-exaggerating. I'm like, seldom does the person who's over-exaggerating know that they're doing it. Most people think they're right. being, I mean, you took the time to write in. So there's your, there's the one side that you have my take from last week where I thought the mom was dating this woman. Now I feel bad if this woman is a pedophile. Well, we hope it's that. Yeah, you rarely see women do that. But you know what? Check it out. Let us know, question asker. If she hasn't murdered you during nap time, let us know. Hi, Liz and Emily. My 12 and a half year old son is in seventh grade. He's just let my husband and I know that he has started to like a girl in his class that for the last couple of months has been just a good friend. He was a bit scandalized after the school dance in December when two of his classmates kissed. I'm mentioning these things to reinforce that he's still really just a kid. Here's a situation I'd love your take on, please. Very polite. We were at the grocery store this weekend and we'd bought him some body wash. It had a nice manly scent because who doesn't like to smell nice? The checkout lady made a, a comment lot of to him along the lines of- A lot of people don't care <laughs> and are just gross, but okay. Checkout lady made a comment along the lines of, this will make all the girls like you now. He just kind of gave a half smile and shrugged. He asked me on the way out, what are you supposed to say to something like that? And I was kind of at a loss. I've always been a half smile and shrug girl. Anyway, it's none of her business for one, even if he was obviously at an age where he might be interested in dating, but that comment is really icky or gross, inappropriate towards a kid. He's really good at talking to adults and wouldn't have a problem saying something if he knew what to say, but I'm not sure what some good responses might be for him without sounding like an asshole kid. I'm totally fine with him making people feel uncomfortable. And frankly, I wouldn't mind having some suggestions of what to say on his behalf either. No. Thanks so much for your help. I love the pod and I can't wait to see your show in San Diego, Eliza. I... You know, I, yes, super pumped for San Diego. I, I got to be honest, there are some, a lot of things that are said in life are not designed for a comeback. Um, a lot of times people just say these things sort of, oh my God, my that's so awful. That was my alarm to start the pod. A lot of these oh, things are not perfunctory, but like they're just said. And a great example is 99% of the time when I'm doing a meet and greet, as somebody's coming up, I'll be like, hey, you guys, thanks for coming out. It's the first thing I say. And they always say, good, how are you? <laughs> Meaning most people are on, and that's fine because we only have a minute. Most people are on autopilot and most things are said not to get a reaction back. And I know that when I interact with fans, they'll say stuff like, oh my God, I love that one joke. And I'll, I'll then give it thought and I'll be like, well, actually I was going to replace it with this. And like, you see their eyes kind of go blank. That woman <laughs> checks out hundreds of people. She sees everybody's groceries. She probably says that to literally everyone who buys that. And I thought this was going to be like, well, your son's actually gay and she thought he might want girls. It's so toothless. And it's so, he gave the perfect answer. He kind of just smiled and shrugged because nobody really, she doesn't want to talk to a young boy. She was just making, he doesn't have to go home and grow hair on his testicles and immediately become a man and start drinking steak. We have a neighbor who I have no idea how old he is and he's always outside playing basketball and I always make him give me the basketball and I always make him let me shoot and I always make a joke and he literally never says anything because to him, <laughs> I am 4,000 years old and it is not cute. And I ask him stuff. I'll be like, hey, is your sister back? Da, da, da. And he's like, yeah, good. There is no, 
no relationship on this planet that has less dialogue than like an older quote unquote woman and like a young boy, even though that other lady I think is maybe molesting that boy in the other question. Nothing. Your son has to learn like people just say stuff and you don't have to have an answer for everything. If they said something to him that was offensive, it's one thing, but like, what what are you going to say back? What should he have said back? Like, I'm 12. It's like, but he does like a girl. (laughs) And this is human nature to have crushes or to like someone. And so, you know, just so, especially given the fact, you know, I think maybe you got a little uncomfortable, but that's what older women do. Got a boyfriend, you got a girlfriend, even little babies. It's like, oh, she's going to be a heartbreaker. And like, yeah, it's a little gross, but the whole point is just to be like, you're good looking. Everybody wants to be good looking and everybody wants people to want them. So if your kids clap back at that woman, then it would be like, come on, dude, chill out. Don't be sassy. Nobody wants right, a sassy that, kid. <laughs> this overall just kind of, I understand like if you think about it too hard, the problem is, well, what if my kid isn't straight? What if he's asexual? What? But he's not. So in this instance, he doesn't really have to worry about it. And I understand also wanting the world to be comfortable for everyone. But it's like my neighbor who poisoned his wife and then shot himself. Sure. If you asked him, <laughs> how are you? Which my friend would ask him, he would get really mad because he'd be like, you don't care. No one cares. People just say that to talk. And he'd and be right. Just, he would be right. Right. And he was right, but he would be very angry. And he also talked to aliens. But my friend, every time she saw him, would be like, how are you? Right. And he would get so mad. And I was like, stop. Asking him, like, this is, he doesn't want to partake in this. Once you know that, but like, we're talking about civility and these are just the machinations of moving through life. And look, if you got a kid who's gay and then she's like, girls are going to love this. Your kid can be like, well, I like boys. But it's just like, is it worth it to, like, this person is working at a grocery store, checking, st- like, just let her say whatever. You know, it's different if she's like giving you nutritional advice, but like, and by the way, that stuff, that body wash is designed to smell good and attract people. I'm sure it's got little pheromone activators. Uh, When you're a young girl, you don't know what a man smells like. You shouldn't. That stuff is designed because we are attracted to it. Okay. So, so take it up with Old Spice. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. 
Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. AIA crew, any advice of navigating male ego in the entertainment world? Oh boy. I am a, <laughs> I am oh a performer slash creative entrepreneur that has found great inspiration in your career trajectory and have created many opportunities for myself because of this. Glad someone has. My in- <laughs> Glad someone's feeling good about these choices. I just saw a new video of you. I just saw you in some new fancy ad where you have a wardrobe. You're doing fine. For Willow, where I'm playing different characters? Yeah. That's not a wardrobe, Emily. Those are fake mustaches. <laughs> no, Willow's great, My- by the way. Get you a Willow if you're breastfeeding. Go on. My endeavors have been highly fruitful, and I've been described as a true, quote, boss. I'm a highly compassionate, intuitive, and respectful person, so I find myself being careful with my instruction to men involved in my projects. I need to get my message across assertively, but don't want to beat around the bush in fear of hurting my male colleagues' feelings, which can breed major resentment. Oh, yeah. Knowledge is power, and I've worked my ass off with my education in the music and entertainment industry. I even nailed a scholarship to one of the best music schools in the world. But no one here teaches us ladies how to navigate male ego in this field. I hope this question yep. is clear. Thank you for your wisdom and hilarity, Jess. Unfortunately, Jess, the question is not clear because I don't really know what you do and I don't know what capacity and I don't know the type of agency you have. But I think the most important thing is the thing that you already have. And that is the knowledge that ego is something that is easily bruised and there can be very negative ramifications. Uh, and that can play out very weirdly uh, with the bruised ego. All you can do is your best. Uh, and I always say citing Sometimes spoon feeding to someone that you are giving them respect uh, troubleshoots it. Hey, I wanted to push out. I wanted to give you the respect of saying this to you. I don't talk behind people's backs, and you know we're both adults. Hey, I wanted to, you know, you know, you seem like an intelligent person, so I just wanted to like kind of talk to you. Hey, I wanted to give you the respect of letting you know X, Y, and Z. Hey, I respect your time. 
hey, you seem like you are a level-headed person, you fucking maniac. I just wanted to, you know, spoon feeding to people like, hey, you seem cool, so I'm treating you cool, unlike those other people that don't get it. But being aware of this, um, and that's it. You don't want to dumb yourself down. You don't want to handle people with kid gloves. Some people need it, but all you can do is be aware of it. But at the end of the day, you can't control them having total panic attacks because they just realize that life isn't going to be handed to them or working out for the way they want it. That's all. I don't, I'd like to know what you do though. The answer is duck and cover. Kick it. Good morning, Ask Eliza crew. Okay, I have to share so y'all can laugh slash commiserate with my Wednesday morning shenanigans and foolishness. I am in law enforcement. Oh boy. And I spend most of my shift re-listening to old episodes of AIA. So I have background noise in my car. The same 10 songs I get replayed on the radio get annoying and I'm too cheap to pay for Spotify without the ads. It's enough already. (laughs) This morning I got all excited because new episode Wednesday and at the beginning of Sips and Bites, you have an audio clip of Sirens. Oh no, did it scare you? Were you like, I lose my phone? Now my... (laughs) My area of patrol is really rural and we're consolidated with a fire department EMS. So on my call screen, I can see where their calls for service are versus County Leo calls. When I heard the sirens in my car, I had a hot mess panic because I couldn't see where it was coming from, nor could I see a call for services around me. We had a crazy morning, traffic crashes, weather issues, fights, all before 6.30 a.m. And so then I thought I had hallucinated the siren noise. I had to hop out of my car on a call and I left the podcast playing. And when I got back in, I rewound a little too far. Bam, siren noise again. I sat laughing on the side of the road for a good five minutes. That I confused the sound effects for real sirens. Good job, Hot Scotty. Your finishing touches are very realistic. Thank you for all the laughs. You keep me sane in between calls for service. Oh, man. Good. So you're a police officer, and that's very scary <laughs> that you are that easily <laughs> rattled. But to be fair, we should not have sirens in here. And I actually think it's, like, not legal in every state to have Oh my God, I sounded like the Nick Crow character from Big Mouth. Like, and I actually think it's not legal to have sirens. So let's not do that because it is jarring. Like I've been listening to the radio and if an ad has that, like you need bullshit uh, car insurance from this dude, uh, it is jarring. So no more sirens. Sorry about that. Continue. It was very fun. It's not that real. I think because this person, because of their job, they're already in that headspace of listening attuned for that if you're just listening yeah. as a regular person it's like a normal very funny sound effect but i think it's so funny that they rewound and we're, by mistake and we're like oh we should that's very funny we should here on out anytime we want to use a siren just use somebody vomiting and no, that should no like that, that no that should be fine people don't have a problem with that in general nor is it triggering so that should be good okay. and we're gonna get dms that are like i filled my car with vomit this is your fault Hi, Eliza and all. I'm a recent listener and have gotten up to Thanksgiving episodes from 2020 so far. Uh, I'm going to keep listening to catch up. Hurry up. Double down. <laughs> Love all of your honesty and kindness towards others. Mm-hmm. That being said, I'm a 24-year-old female and I've never been in a relationship. Both of my siblings are, all of my friends are, and everyone else asks why I'm not. I really just think no one's ever been interested enough to pursue farther than a talking stage besides one disaster of an almost relationship with my brother's friend three years ago. Sounds great. What do I tell people when they ask why I'm not dating? I'm tired of saying I'm too busy or that there's just no one I'm interested in. Part of me wants to just say, well, it's because I'm fat and get it over with. Oh, no. (laughs) I've been in therapy for over a year and working on self-esteem, but these comments always bring me down. Anyway, feel free to look at pictures if you have a better idea of what I look like to see what I mean, but please keep my name in honest. Thanks for any comments or reassurances you might be able to give. I'm not going to look at your picture, and here's why. 
because if you are fat, which I'm not saying that's good or bad, um, there's always someone fatter who has a boyfriend. (laughs) So, and no matter what you look like, there's always someone who looks worse than you that is in a relationship. And if you are fat, I do think there are girls out there that are heavy that would say to you like, okay, well, I have a boyfriend, so what's your problem? Um, It's tough because I'm... I just... People are like, well, why aren't you in a relationship? I don't know. Do you know anyone that I... Do you have someone you can set me up with? That's your answer. Do you know anyone? That'll shut them up real quick because everybody's lazy and nobody knows. Or they'll be like, actually, I do. Right. Be like, it's not like you've got, there's 18 available people in your vicinity and you're, but and you're also, not with them. Like you don't have, where, what are the options? Give me some regardless question asker. of what you look like. And I dealt with this just being in my twenties as someone who had to do like a lot of radio interviews. It's just the thing, unfortunately, that we ask young women. And to be fair, I would ask this of a guy, any guy that I meet that like is a friend or like know his friend, I'll be like, are you dating anyone? Cause I love setting people up but it's like a quick way to get to know someone. It's a quick way to like cut into intimacy. Like, do you, are you dating anyone? Oh, I just went through a breakup. Oh no, what happened? And it's just how people get to know you. So the best thing, it's no one's trying to hurt your feelings or anything. They're just trying to get to know you. Um, because once you are dating, it's when are you getting married? And once you're married, the question is when are you having kids? And once you have kids, are you gonna have a second kid? So these are just questions that people ask and they're upsetting to people who feel that they're not doing what they quote unquote should be doing. And the answer mm-hmm. is you don't, you're not dating anyone because you haven't found the right person. You probably have some things that you don't feel great about yourself, you know, and you're probably not the person that you want to be right now, but that is the perfect answer. Why aren't you dating anyone? Trying. Do you know anyone? And then you move right on. Don't get mad at the question answer. You have to, all you can control is how you feel about that question. You have to know that it is totally harmless and toothless. Right, but you're already acknowledging that you have some self-esteem stuff you're working on, so you know why the question bothers you, but just a quick fix for when people ask it and you want to move on, you know? So, man, maybe someone will be like, I know someone real hot. Here's their number. Yeah, and there you go. And then you'd be like, not hot enough for me, and then drop their phone in the punch bowl at this social. <laughs> <laughs> hi, all. My husband and I are big fans and listen to your podcast weekly. So first, hi, babe. I'm outsourcing our neighbor problem because one, I'm not as sweet as Noah. I haven't made you a floor mattress bed. And two, you have an hour plus commute each way most days and our home should be a safe haven. Now, Liza and Emily, I need your help. I understand you have some experience with this. I'm sure you have air conditioner flashbacks. Our neighbor, Phil, is the actual worst. He introduced himself to us as noisy Phil when we bought our house in December. The woman we bought the house from moved out because of him, which we didn't know till the week we moved in. (gasps) He works second shift, so when he gets home at 10.30 p.m. or whatever, he blares his TV. He's a vet, so he lost some of his hearing being next to an artillery tank. He finds war movies soothing, apparently, though, so he blasts these movies until 3 to 4 a.m. He has intense surround sound. Our entire house vibrates. Oh, my God. He not only plays it at night, but all day on weekends and well into nights. We tried my husband's way, went over multiple times to just rationally talk. But every time we even knock on his door, he comes out already yelling. With his gun loaded. Like to- oh my God. <laughs> oh, he's like yelling at you over like the opening scene to Saving Private Ryan. Just like platoon on loop. Oh my God. As you say, there's actually nothing worse than a dumb, mad person. He continuously says, we need to compensate. He means compromise, but he's an idiot. 
We looked him up online because the last time we went over to talk to him, he got in my face and screamed and we realized he's got some serious anger issues and found out he has a couple domestic violence charges yep. against him. Sure. He got his forearms confiscated, but we both you agree mean we don't fire know what he's capable of. <laughs> his yeah, form- that's a typo. You mean the right to <laughs> bear forearms? Yeah, his firearms. We live in a very nice community, no crime, et cetera. We just happen to buy a house next to a man who unfortunately probably has PTSD, but he refuses to compensate. Oh my God. Any tips on what to do? Killing with kindness did not work. His wife is so sweet and said her glasses literally rattle from his surround sound. P.S. He also said, even if it gets as far as court and we win, he still won't stop. And if we have a baby, he still won't care. He's a monster. The fact that you've already had the conversation where he says, if it gets as far as court, I will still do it. I mean, this guy clearly sees you as the enemy. You know, I, um, yeah, I was like, oh my God, can you buy him some like headphones or something? He's not going to want that. Can you move? And they, at what point is it a legal liability if the other people moved out because well, of him and he introduced himself as noisy Phil? That's my worst fear. Like, they don't have to tell you about that. It's not like when someone dies in your house. Here's what it, right. He's suffering from, uh, like, grizzled war veteran assholeism, which is just like, yeah, this is my gun. This is, my, this is how I do it. This is my meat and go fuck yourself if you don't like it. We get a lot of men like this in this country that are, like, looking for a fight. He's hoping you'll come onto his property so he can shoot you. However, your rights do end at your neighbor's nose. And if it is shaking the walls of your house, I think you're allowed to call the cops because that is affecting the way that you live. Because my baby's crying in the other room. It's tough. My neighbor definitely like just put us off and I just kind of don't sleep sometimes because he has his air conditioner on in the wrong place. Um, so I just, I just very quietly, I'm like, fuck you. And then I go back to bed. Um, that's tough because I know the feeling. For me, it's, for the air conditioning, it's not the sound, it's the vibration. Like vibration is not something you cancel out. And you don't want to spend the money to like soundproof your house like a psychopath. I think you either have to meet him at his level and like bully him into it or move or just call the cops. Right. Because it sounds like so he, if you call the cops, he's not going to stop. But so maybe he goes to jail. Maybe, he's and, not going to go know, to jail. I feel bad for his wife. But what, that well, headline? what happens if he just keeps doing it? I think it's just you have shitty neighbors sometimes. It's rough because this guy's looking for a fight and his wife is probably terrified of him and she's not going to do anything. And hopefully you, you, you don't have a baby and you don't live there. Sometimes it just sucks. Can you do like a neighborhood petition? Are there other people whose houses like it's bothered by? Like, I don't know what your rights are. What I'm finding more and more in this country is that the more you contribute to society, the more of an asshole you are. Like the more likely it is that you get sued, the more likely it is that you've said the wrong thing. As a taxpayer, as a homeowner, you have almost no rights. Uh, And you're an asshole for complaining. And that's just the way our country is designed. So- can you move? Does he seem old enough that he'll be dead soon? The good news is you don't have to disclose this because this isn't your home. Like a dead person dying. A dead person dying. That's unfortunate. And right. the other side is no matter where you go, there's going to be something like that. So maybe not him. Maybe it's a leaky roof. Maybe it's a dying cat under your porch <coughs> that also lives there. That sucks. All I can do is empathize with you and sympathize. I'm so sorry. Yeah. That's so please. shitty that he's like, it's not like, I'm noisy Phil. I'm a little clumsy. Let me know if I fall too much. He's like, I'm noisy Phil. Come at me, bro. I yeah. got a hidden forearm. 
<laughs> I, I don't understand, like, the not using headphones to me is so bananas. Like, that would suck to be, to lose your hearing. You want to watch your movies. Like, you work during whatever weird times. You're up in the night. Like, okay, but get some headphones, man. Like, I remember 20 years All ago, right. my grandpa had headphones so he could hear the TV. You would think- you can get some real cheap. The headphones help. That being said, I have to wear earbuds every night to bed, and I hate it. I hate it because it's uncomfortable and- then again, I'm sleeping on my ear and he's watching something. So his whole thing is from my cold dead hands in my own home, I shouldn't have to be uncomfortable, but he's going out of his way to make people uncomfortable. It's he is one yeah. of these men that gets pleasure from being awful to other people, which is sad because I always respect vets, but like he has some serious issues. Um, and I'm not even saying, I, I think this guy would be this without being a vet, without PTSD. Yeah. Like he just, some men are just like this. They're like waiting for a reason. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, that sucks. I'm sorry. I get so caught up in this and I feel bad not having a solution, but I guess I all I can do is give you my... All, the podcast is what ask, you did. ask me anything, not I have to tell you the perfect answer. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> right. awful. I did, I did just recover from... I had a blister in my ear from wearing headphones too much. Oh, Jesus, Emily. That's so repugnant. Uh, here's what you could do because I was in a hotel recently and the people sharing a wall with me were so fucking loud. I didn't do this because karma is real. But when I got up to leave at like five that morning, I thought about turning the TV up really loud and just leaving just the room. Running. Yes. So you can fight fire with fire and you could put subwoofers out there and you could just do them out your window facing his house and you can put death metal and just leave for the afternoon. Get a big floodlight. There you go. Point it over. There you go. There you go. If you, I would like. You know what? You could. It could become Neighbors. You can just make a movie out of this. But if you really want to get crazy, this guy will end up killing you, so I would be careful. But um, the second you started talking, I was like, this guy has guns. So. Yeah. Well, they were confiscated. Well, the good news is if his firearms are already <laughs> confiscated, then there's already a, a bit of a record of him being a domestic yeah. issue. So good luck. Kick it. Getting out of this one real quick. Kick it. <laughs> When you ask someone what language they took in school, usually it's like with an eye roll. They're like, mm, French. It's like, do you speak French? No, I don't use it. I feel like a lot of us had difficulties learning a language in school. Rosetta Stone is here to change that. It's available on desktop and it can be used as an app on your phone or your tablet. Rosetta Stone are trusted experts for more than 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with an intuitive process and you can pick up any language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. That's right. You might even fool some locals into thinking you're one of them. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. I headed to Mexico City for a little vacation, and I used Rosetta Stone to brush up on my Spanish. Just a few things, few verbs that I knew I had forgotten, and I was better. Mejor. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Ask Eliza Anything listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash Eliza. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash Eliza today. Guys, I love your show. I kind of got on the late train with listening to your podcast, but since then I've been listening to all your old shows too. Love them. 
Okay, so here's my situation. I'm 32 years old. I've been single for years, have a great career and very independent. I take pride in that, but would like to come home to someone to be with and do for vice versa. My longest relationship was with my high school sweetheart, nine years. We broke up when we were 22. So I was from 13 to 22. Mm -hmm. I was still so young, barely knew anything. They were still 13, which is weird. (laughs) Long story short, I've dated since then, discovered a lot about myself in the past years and still learning. Had my fair share of one night stands slash fuck buddies. Not sure if anyone uses that term anymore, but I do want something more serious. I've dated recently and have even gone out of my comfort zone to date men outside of my type. I downloaded a dating app again, but was just reminded why I've deleted it before. Guys are just so dumb at times, a lot of the time, regardless of their age and profession. I'm not impressed by your money, your fancy cards, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, you are. We all are. Go on. <laughs> no, I feel like that's a way of telling me, hey, I've got a small dick and this is how I'm going to make up for it. Anyway. Okay. All right. I know I've been set in my own ways for quite some time. So I'm really quick to cut a guy off once I sense one little thing that irritates me or turns me off. I myself am far from perfect. I know that. But I'm at a point where I refuse to put up with any guy's annoying habits and just settle. I know I need to meet someone in the middle to make things work. Nope. Might I add, nope. I work in a male-driven workplace. Corrections. Oh, boy. So I'm pretty thick-skinned. You're like, I've dated a lot of inmates, and I'm tired of putting up with their shit. Like, you killed your ex-wife. That is a personality fault. I have a pretty dark sense of humor. So when a guy seems to be too emotional for me, I'm immediately turned off. Aww. My question is, how do I allow myself to accept someone's annoying habits to make a relationship work? How do I allow myself to look beyond these annoyances? Is it because I haven't come across the one which I feel if he was the one, I wouldn't find these things annoying or wouldn't think I'm settling. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Well, a couple of things. One, you're right at that time in your life where you're starting to get nervous. Like, oh my God, is this going to happen for me? You don't need to feel that way. It's this thing that we've impressed upon women because you're not married at 25 with 32 kids. So give yourself a break. Also, um, the things that I was picky about when I was younger, now that I look back, I'm like, like I'm, I shouldn't have faulted these guys for that but I was faulting them for it because I also deep down, like they weren't chemically right. So I may have been a little unfair, but that's not the person I ended up with. Um, and any flaws that Noah has don't really bother me. And it's, or the, so, so it's both. It's maybe you need to chill out. You do not need to lower your standards. Um, the, the thing about having a dark sense of humor and them being sensitive we aren't unfair to men in our society. And I know it's like, oh my God, men have everything for sure. But it's okay if a guy is sensitive. That's nice. Mm -hmm. It's okay if they cry. It's okay if they think something is sweet. It is beaten into us as women that we need to be tough and like down. And it's okay if you have a dark sense of humor, but you might want someone to balance that out. If a guy also had a really dark sense of humor, it might get too dark and then you'd fault him for being too dark. So you're turned off by these things because you're not into them. And if you were into them, they wouldn't be deal breakers. So give them just a beat. I'm never going to tell you like, just give them a second chance, even though I did with my husband because I was too quick. But sometimes we fault someone for something that actually isn't as bad as we thought it was, or it was bad in someone else. But with them, it's not a big deal. You know, like Noah was very loud. He talked very loud in that first movie. (laughs) But it was, I could tell he was excited versus like, oh, I'm not attracted to this guy and he's loud. So, which has happened. So it's a little bit of everything. You just haven't found someone that you want to give your time to because they haven't earned it yet. And that is okay. 
So give yourself a break, but also give them a break. And just don't be a beast about it because you might come back around to someone and be like, hey, sorry, I was weird about this thing. I'm sorry. And please take me back. So give yourself a break. Don't be so, don't be so tough. Hi, Liza, Emily, and the ever-growing gang. Just saw you in San Luis Obispo. You and Hunter killed it. I was dying at your riffs on that unnecessarily large pipe organ built into the wall (laughs) until that obnoxious heckler interrupted you with his dick joke. But of course, you were able to turn around, make the moment even funnier, and embarrass him in the process. My question is- I mean, was it a joke or was it just an old dude saying something about his dick? I think joke is, is unfair to me. All right, go ahead. Do you have common heckles that you're able to somewhat plan for ahead of time or are you just that good at improv? I was amazed at how you flipped on him so easily. Thanks for the laughs. Jay, P.S. It was an absolute blessing to see the TD Cheney. I wasn't expecting to see her and I lost my mind at how cute she is in person. P.P.S. So much love to you and Noah and Tiny Baby Sierra May. Congratulations. Thank you. We've been getting a lot of show-specific questions lately. A lot, a lot of improv has been happening. What's going on? I love it. Let's it lets them know. Let's me know that they're that they're coming out. Uh, I don't have things reserved. I am that quick and that fast. But that being said, like it is a muscle you unfortunately get to work on. Just being a comic who has spent years on the road doing everything from clubs to outdoor venues to mil. I mean, military people never heckle, but to um shows on bases to theaters to one small arena recently. So it's just part of the territory. Just learning that. Uh, I don't have go-to answers because you never know what the person's going to say. Um, and it is it is the only uh, silver lining to having a career that you've built versus like getting shot out of a cannon or only doing theaters or only having an audience that's... Like my first years of audiences were like fans, but also like people who got free tickets and people who were just there, people who just go to that club. So you build up um, the strength and, you know, to be able to say something back to a heckler. Also, never forget, as a comic, you're the one with the microphone. They're there to see you. The audience is on your side. So you always have that going for you. So it's just something that you have to... It's an occupational hazard as a comic. But yes, I did not have that prepared um, because I always assume it will go well. But... There's always there's always something. It doesn't take much to keep an audience on your side, especially when someone's like mm-hmm. interrupting the show. So the momentum was already there. But yeah, thank you. No, I am that good. I said it. Oh, female calls herself good, gets canceled, self-esteem. <laughs> also, hey, Eliza. San Luis Obispo, you are the number two most expensive small town in America. Uh, I was told that recently. And it's so cute. That being said, you guys got to get better cute shops. Everything is like an anthropology or a chain store. More cute shops. When I go somewhere small, I want cute shops. I had to drive all the way to Los Olivos to buy candles. More cute shops, please. Hey, Liza. Emily, animals and teeny baby. Uh, this is kind of an am I the asshole question. Today, I was walking along a country lane close to home in England, by the way, listening to a podcast as I always do. I was approaching my husband's golf club, which has quite a wide entrance to the driveway and was partway across said driveway when I saw a van approaching and signaling to turn into the driveway. But as I was already partway across, I carried on walking as the alternative was to stop and turn back. And boring fact, but according to the highway code, it was my right of way anyway. This oldish dude then decided to unleash a whole tirade of abuse at me, including calling me a stupid... Oh, I don't... We don't say that word in America. Is it it the C word? Yeah. The Brits throw that word around a lot. 
<laughs> they do. He assumed I wasn't paying attention to the road because I had my AirPods in, completely inaccurate as I saw him coming, but chose to continue on my path. He was so aggressive and rude, and I'm not about that life, so I told him what a twang he was. Then as he called me a see you next Tuesday for the second time, she spelled out that time. I didn't make that up. By the way, wait, I'm sorry. Away. It's not see you next Tuesday. It is. Because you is spelled with a Y. So what you're spelling is sint. Oh. But we all know what you're saying. Well, all right. Always bothered me. It's like Britney's song, If You Seek Amy. Yeah. Well, you got to say that really fast, but yes. Okay. See you driveway. I saw Red and kicked the side of his van. Oh, wow. Causing no damage. I am quite small, but feisty all the same. He got out and <gasps> started taking pictures of me with his phone, which I cockily posed oh. for. With, which is, with his told- flip phone? With his like Nokia flip phone? <laughs> I told him to post them wherever he wants because everyone will think he is an old nonce. English word for sexual predator. Yes, the red mist had well and truly descended by now. And as he drove away, quite by chance, my husband drove past on his way to work. Now, here is my dilemma. He stopped as he could see I was shaken and wanted to know what had happened. I told him the whole story and got and told him to go and sort the twat out. A-I-T, am I the asshole? No. Your English is so English. We're having trouble reading your English. <laughs> I'm having, as an independent kick-ass female, am I the asshole for asking my husband to fight my battles? He did oblige, but instead of standing up for me, he tried to placate the twat and smooth things over with Mr. Twat, who proceeded to use the words, sort out your wife, to which I again saw Red and told him who my oh husband boy, is, that's the never son good. of the captain of the club, oh, and that no. we would ensure he was banned. <laughs> my, my husband then ended the conversation and drove me home, then proceeded to berate me for what I said and that he would have handled it his own way and that I had embarrassed him. Should I have let this dickhead go in on me to my husband and remain silent when he wasn't defending me? I'm so pissed by the pettiness of the whole thing, but also the misogyny. What would you have done? And should I track down twatty pants and set fire to his golf clubs? Thanks, advance. Oh my god, this is such this is such a mess right now. Because first of all, the Brits are kind of misogynist. I love playing there, but I, in my travels to England, like, and my friends who live there, they're like, yeah, British guys. In fact, one of the first times I was pushed in public was by a British dude. Yeah, one of the first times. The only time I've been pushed in public was a British, drunk British guy who was just like, it's okay to put your hands on a woman. Now, granted, you can find that everywhere. But I do, it's not a, it's not uncommon to have British guys. They're just kind of assholes, right? Like, oh. So a couple things here. First of all, you have the right of way because you're a pedestrian. Second of all, maybe this is being an American or living in Los Angeles. I always assume everyone has a gun. And as much as I would love to like tear someone a new one, it is seldom worth it. So he called you a name. You could very easily have just walked in with your husband and been like, you need to apologize to me. What you're upset about is you asked your husband to defend you. What were you? Part of me is like, yeah, he should. Because usually when men see other men, they back down. But you asked your husband to defend you and your husband didn't. But my question is, in asking your husband to do that, were you correcting your husband in front of this guy? Like, did you escalate it and your husband would have handled it a different way? That, I think, so she was like, hey, defend me. And he like went up to the guy and was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, that was really crazy. And she was like, no, we're going to have you banned. And he was like, so he went to talk to the guy, but like was kind of wasn't immediately. It's tough because it sounds like your husband kind of was doing his due uh, due diligence of like defending you, but maybe wasn't on your side. 
Um, can you actually get this guy banned? Because unfortunately you're coming off as like, do you know who my father is? This guy probably behaves this way to people in general. And if you have to run into him again, it's definitely something. If you want to, you want your husband to treat him like a man and you treated him like a man with this argument. And it kind of just got out of hand. I'm sure there's a version where you're like, hey, I should not have kicked your car. And then he'll be like, well, I'm sorry, I called you in. Like, I'm sure there's a way to squash it. it. Sounds like you both got out of hand. I kind of fault you for kicking the guy's car because up until then, it was just like a verbal thing and he was wrong. The pro move would have been, he calls you the C word, you note the car, you go in with your husband and you say to him, we don't allow that kind of language at our club. You're banned. I think you got a little... I don't know. I don't think uh -huh. that that's being a kick-ass woman or that's taking care of business. You put yourself in harm's way. You didn't know. I mean, that guy could kill you. It's not always brawn versus brawn. And cooler heads always prevail. I cannot say that I ever... I don't ever kick someone's car, but we all get heated. You're upset because you wanted your husband to like fight your battle a little bit for you and he got ruffled. Your husband's probably like, you were chirping at me and I'm trying to handle this. Nobody wants a conflict. And then you said, my husband's dad runs this club. And then it kind of got out. So you might just have to let this one go. Or you could just ban that person because that's not what country clubs are for. It's supposed to be where rich people go and choose the next president. Yeah. Not yell at women. That's tough. I don't think anybody won in this one. I don't think anybody's right. No. I definitely... It's, it's not I, I mean, I've never said to know. Like, I guess I've spent so much time like having to talk to men who were being weird. So I've never been like, you need to handle this for me. But I can understand your husband went to go talk to the guy and you're like, and another thing. And he's like, well, you asked me to talk to him. So why are you here? You know, that's tough. I think you're upset because you're, okay, I've said what I said. That's tough. Fuck that guy. Got a lot of questions today about curmudgeon old guys that are just teeing off on women. <laughs> so uh, maybe if you don't like the answer to your question, take the answer from someone else's question and apply it to your old man situation. You have to breathe through this one. If he does it again, then you can just be like, you're banned. You don't get any more free iced tea. Mm -hmm. well, I guess the Brits don't ice their tea. They should though. It's tasty. Hey, Eliza, Emily, Tiny Baby, and yeah. Snow Beach. Love the pod and look forward to it every week. I'm 21 and I went to my college bar over the weekend oh where I previously got roofied twice and asked for a can of beer. My switch to try to prevent getting roofied again. And the bartender gave me one of four already open beers from the very busy bar after spending a few seconds too long for comfort to choose which one to give me and then didn't make me pay. Is this a red flag or am I just paranoid? P.S. I didn't drink just to be safe and went upstairs to the female bartender, told her what was going on and got a new drink. She was understanding of why I went to her but didn't think any of her bartenders would do something like that. But I got roofied there twice before so I have a hard time believing that. P.P.S. just for context, I was okay after the initial times I got roofied. We always have a DD. So why are you going back safe. to this bar? I'm going to that bar. <laughs> Everybody is screaming that. Did like in Belgium, people are listening to this podcast. They're like, stop going. People are yelling this in other languages. Belgium. Just the fact that the bartender is like. You're like, I keep. It's like, oh, that wouldn't happen here. It's Did you tell them that it's happened to what? Like, you're like did except, you report the other times it happened? Except that it did. That's like, I keep going to this buffet where I keep getting food poisoning from the shrimp. But this time I asked for double shrimp. <laughs> we'll flush it out. Listen, aside from roofies aside. You should never accept an already open beverage. You should never drink a mm -hmm. bottle of wine that's been corked prior to coming to the table. Uh, and that really just has to do with like it going bad or it being tampered with or getting like some sort of contaminant in it. Mm -hmm. 
that's why so many restaurants have like like Chipotle, like you watch them assemble it there. There's like this transparency. Um, and if they're bringing you something like at a club or something, when they bring a shot from somewhere else, you never take it. You always watch them pour it. Oh, this guy mm-hmm. sent this thing. No fucking way, you know? Um, unless you're with someone and or whatever. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, you always want to know the origins of the drink. It could have been like he opened three beers and somebody didn't want them. So they were just sitting there, but that's not your problem. And you're paying, mm-hmm. your money is just as good as anyone else's. So you want a freshly cracked beer. So I guess you learned a lesson the hard way, but, and he, it really, he may not be doing it or it's always the guy you don't suspect. Either way, always watch your drink get opened and don't go to that bar anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong for being careful in that situation. And good Um, for you for finding a female bartender. And you know what? It's fair that she was like, look, I don't know that he would do, like, we can't just decide men are bad people because that's not right either. So, and he might not be. And by the way, you could have been roofied by someone who just dropped something in your drink. But, and and by the way, had that never happened and he gave you one of those, you probably would have drank it. So it's a good thing you learned these lessons and nothing bad happened. Mm -hmm. So watch, watch where your drink comes from. Always get the origin story of that drink. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Go to bolinbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So I go to a grad program of a few hundred people per class. Everyone knows of each other and it's a bit clicky. I'm okay friends with this person, B, but B and I would never really hang out one-on-one, just maybe in a group every few weeks or so. A few weeks back, B was really drunk at a party and came out to me as being more gay than straight and told me they had never told anyone before that they were anything except for straight. The next time I saw B at school, I asked them if they wanted to get lunch and talk. We talked and it seemed like B mostly blacked out and didn't remember the extent of what they told me. So I played dumb because I didn't want them to feel uncomfortable having me know such a personal secret. I mostly just implied that if they ever need to talk, to let me know. Did I handle this okay? As someone who is gay, I know it's a huge weight to carry in your shoulders to be in the closet and still having that secret in grad school seems like such a heavy burden. B seems like they have a good support system. And that they're mostly doing good in terms of mental health. So I just want a second opinion since I can't really talk to my grad school friends about this. Thank you. Yeah, it is weird that you know that secret, but truthfully, this is not your burden. This is not your load to carry. And uh, I think they do remember it. 
and they just don't want to talk to you about it. And that's okay mm-hmm. too. So all you have to do is literally nothing. Um, and I don't think you would do this, but like, it's not on you to out them. It's not on you to encourage them in vino veritas. And you got a big dose of that. And that's that. If they start being like rude to you or something, you can always just be like, look, you came out to me. Just You don't have to do this, but if things get squirrely, you can be like, I just want you to know. You came out to me. That is your information, not mine. I am not going to tell anyone and do with that what you will. Like you let them know where you stand. This is not on you. You already did yeah. your own coming out. You, you don't have to handle two of them until your kid comes out. Then you have your own thing. Not this person. Okay, okay. Hi, Liza and gang. I'm having my first baby this October and wanted to ask your advice about how to handle family once the baby is born. How do I explain to my in-laws that I only want my mom, my sister, and mother-in-law at the hospital and will want a day or two afterwards with no visitors at all? My dad already said, I won't come to the hospital because I don't want to overcrowd you, and I appreciated that. My mother-in-law can be the type to kill you with kindness and has shown bratty tendencies in the past with wedding planning. Help. You already said mom, sister, and mother-in-law at the hospital. Yeah. But by the but way, I, they're just I think in the- she doesn't want her there the next day. That's okay. They're just in the waiting room. They're not in the actual delivery room. And so you won't even see them anyway. Um, it's okay. It's okay to say, I need to be alone the next day. You may not want that. And then you can call someone. It is okay. And I tr- promise me, I promise you, <laughs> this will be one of a billion boundaries you have to set. Any woman should understand that. And you can have your mom intervene. You can have your sister be like, she doesn't want to see anyone. Or just don't pick up the phone. And also whoever your partner is, or if you're doing it alone, then definitely rely on your mom or just get really good at drawing your boundaries. But have your partner uh, enforce that. No ifs, ands, or buts. Mm-hmm. You don't want them, they don't come. Yeah. That's it. The baby is going to be the exact same a week from then. I promise you. Hopefully not the exact same, but good enough. Also, a little there's nothing to see. It's a brand new baby that's sleeping. It's like a lump of, of sorbet. <laughs> You come back in a week. Maybe their eyes will be a little more open. <laughs> oh, I felt it coming. I felt that one coming. It's the top of the cob. You're doing it right. Every day. You just take a bite. Top of the cob. All right. My bottom of the cob is I love a Sunday. I appreciate them now that I have a baby and Noah. And we always, Noah and I always had really lovely Sundays. Then we have a baby. Being too tired to enjoy the Sunday. I get home very late from the road and sometimes I get home very early in the morning and like you want to have coffee and you want to sit with the baby and you want to do a workout and do laundry and like do all the things that are relaxing and it really sucks at like one o'clock to be like, I got to lay down for six hours. So that feeling of being tired and this doesn't even have to be a Sunday, but like and knowing everyone's having fun in the other room and you're just too tired and you have to lay down and you don't want to go to sleep, turning into an infant. That's my bottom of the cup. What's yours? Mine is that I have... Is it that ear boil? Had a... No, that was going to be mine last week and then I forgot about it. Now it's fine. My ear's normal now. Um, I've learned that there are different flavors of Oreos, like a lot a of lot. different flavors. Yeah. And, and now I'm not going to know peace because I want to know what they all taste like. And I've tried three and... What'd you try? I'm just thinking about them and they're gone now. They've all been eaten and now I'm just thinking, what's the next flavor I'm going to try? And it's really my only hobby and activity. Two things. One, vegans love to tell you that Oreos are vegan as if that matters. <laughs> they cool. do. Have fun eating all that corn syrup. Two, what flavors did you try? Uh, marshmallow is the best one. Ooh, very, very good. Sounds decadent. It's chocolate cookie with is it Wait, l- some kind of goo and then there's... Well, let me guess. The fl- the Oh, it's not, it's not the cream, it's goo? No, it's green. 
dance group. So I was like, let it's me regular. guess. Yeah. yeah. Let me describe this different Oreo. First of all, chocolate Oreo. And then the inside is whatever the flavor was. No, the chocolate Oreo has marshmallow bits in it. Oh. Like it's marbled. Uh, oh. Fudge was okay. Oh. Chocolate cookie, fudge inside. Peanut butter, good. Marshmallow's best so far. Think, but you know, there's... You'd think the peanut butter would be an instant classic. It's solid, but the marshmallow is the best. There's got to be a way for you to try a variety pack, a sampler pack. I, ooh. Get some of those Asian flavors in there. Get prawn. I saw Oreo oh, ramen the other day, but I think it was a joke. I can't tell because I'm a mom. <laughs> Help. Okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. Maybe you should try a new flavor every week. I We've kind of been, when my dad has been going to the grocery store, he's been getting different flavors, but I just am like, I now I don't know. Like, if there was just one flavor, like, great, you can move on. But there's so many flavors that okay. I just feel like I want to know about them all. I think you it's... can go to the website and check it out. Um, and I also encourage fans, if you are from another country and you have a flavor that is unique and you know it's unique, like, not everybody has green tea everything. So if you have something like that that we don't have in the States, send it over to Emily. Send it to my uh, shipping address we have on the website and I'll get it to her. And we'll watch her grow. Okay. My top oh. of the cob is simple this week. It is a high-waisted pant. And I'm not talking elder millennial high-waisted jeans. I'm talking like a tailored Catherine Hepburn, like Eliza comedy special, like high-waisted trouser. Always looks smart and, and strong and sexy. And I love it. I wish I love skirts as much, but I don't. I love a high-waisted pant. That's my preferred silhouette. Cover up that junk. It's a good, like, you pull off a high-waisted well. People always ask you during your specials, like, where's that from? What is that? Where'd you get those pants? And because they didn't give them to me, I don't have an answer for you. Um, but I'm thinking for this special, high-waisted pant with some sort of boxer coming out the top, like a two-part. Like, you've got underwear that you see and then the pant. Like your Marky Mark? Yeah, just like him. That's my, my uh, fashion inspo. <laughs> but, but, but no, but make it fashion. Fashionistas right. now. Anyway, what about you? My top of the cup is Gracie has been very cuddly, like weirdly. And so she's been, she she climbs up on the chair and pokes me until I let her sit in my lap. And so Aww. it really makes me feel like she knows who I am and is interested in what I got going on. What do you think brought about this change? I don't know. I think maybe it's been like really rainy. I think she's just been cold, but it's nice to like, I'll feel a little hand poke me and I'll I love swivel it. my chair and she'll climb into my lap and I'll swivel back and then she'll like stand up and I'll swivel back and she'll hop out. And it's oh, very it was too sweet. much. Okay. Yeah. I will say I have enjoyed at like 7.30 in the morning, I'll just feel like some whiskers on me and I'll just hear. <laughs> and I'm like, are you checking to see if I'm alive? And she's there. She's like, hey, I'm awake. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway alright folks write in your questions to at Ask Eliza that DM do not DM me it will not get read uh, and please pre-order a copy of All Things Aside Absolutely Correct Opinions my new book it's out in October but the pre-orders are what cast the trajectory of this book and come see me on the road I am coming to a city near you we got a lot of Canadian dates and we've got a couple special dates from now till the end of the year I'm only playing a few cities I cancelled a bunch this morning that were never announced because I needed a break. So oh. see me now Good. or see me later. And remember, don't use the C word.
dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack.